Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. You're losing your sense of objectivity, Dr. Burke. No, I'm not. Now, a patient is more than just flesh, blood, bones, and cartilage. Now, whether she wants me to or not, I've got to save that old lady's life. Save her life? <laughs> As she might say, over my dead body. <laughs> Theater 5 presents It's My Funeral. wasn't asleep. Well, I'm Dr. Burke, Mrs. Winters. Are you feeling better now? Dr. Burke. My, you're so young. When I was a girl, all the doctors were elderly men. Or did it just seem to me that they were elderly? They wore beards in those days, you know. What's the matter with me, doctor? Oh, it's nothing to worry about. You'll be all right. <laughs> and there are several older doctors on the staff. Oh, I didn't mean that. I like young people. Doctor, those terrible pains the I had... The attack is over. Sedation got you through the worst of it. Now, there's a few questions that I'd like but to... But will there be more attacks? Will there be... Just try to relax, Mrs. Winters, please. <laughs> if you feel any discomfort, push that button on the table. A nurse will come right away. And there's no need to be afraid or to worry. You don't even have to think about your illness. You leave everything to us, okay? You're very kind and firm, too. I like that in the doctor. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I'd like to ask you a few questions, and then I'll let you rest. When you came to the hospital, you were in no condition to... Didn't Mrs. Dearborn? She always fills out the forms for whatever... Uh, Mrs. Dearborn, the woman who brought me here, the public assistance woman... Well, I want to ask you about your medical history, Mrs. Winters. Oh. Now, uh, do you remember what childhood diseases you had? Oh, heavens, all of them. If there was the slightest chance of contracting a disease, I'd be the first to come down with it, and then all my friends would... Poor Elizabeth Potter. She wouldn't speak to me for years after I gave her German measles. <laughs> kept her from attending the junior prom with Wesley Aikens. She eventually married him. Both dead now. Ever received treatment for diabetes, hepatitis? Any surgery? Oh, no, no, no. I've been perfectly healthy until this. Doctor, am I going to die? Many years from now, yes. You are telling the truth. I can always tell if someone is hiding something. I remember once when... Oh, I'm sorry. I do run on. A word or two in my mind just reaches down and out comes some insignificant memory. I'll try to answer your questions briefly. Well, that's all I need, Mrs. Winters. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, yes. Um, how old are you? Well, I'm um, over 21. You know, of course, that a lady isn't required to give her age except to declare she's of voting age. Don't you think that's a chivalrous custom? <laughs> I mean, uh, is it vitally necessary that you know? <laughs> Over 21 is fine. Now, just one more thing, if you'll sign this release, Mrs. Winters. Sign? What? May I read it? Oh, certainly. It's routine. 
Would you raise up the bed a bit, please? All right. Thank you. <clears throat> Patient absolves the staff of the uh, hospital from and in, in giving consent to It's the... the standard release form a patient signs prior to surgery. Oh, I had no idea you intended to operate. Oh, it's nothing to fear. It's just... Uh, nothing uh, to fear and nothing to worry about. I believe you. I suppose I just... Just uh... leave everything to us and you'll be fine. But you must have my permission first. Oh, of course. My permission. My permission. Doctor, let me think about it. Give me some time. Mrs. Winters, you don't understand. You said you I... must operate. That means if you don't, uh, I'll die. That is the simple long and short of it, isn't it? But I must give permission. And I'm the only one who can. No one, not you or any of the other doctors or Mrs. Dearborn, just me. I need a little time. Please, Mrs. Winters, time is important. Now, I know you're feeling all right now, but if you have another attack, you may not pull through. It's an important decision. Please, sign the release. I can't. Not now, not this very moment. I don't want to die. I don't think I want to. That's what I've got to decide, isn't it? Oh, what a terrible decision. But wondrous. Wondrous. Well, Dr. Burke, it sounds as though the poor woman's frightened of surgery. You get that with the old ones. I'm not sure, Dr. Cortland. She made the signing of that release seem like the most important decision in the world. Well, it certainly is to her. Life or death. Well, why is she delaying? As chief of staff, I thought maybe you could... I help. wonder... Widowed... Lives on public assistance. Winters. Vivian Winters. You know, there's a Winters family years back. Owned a nice old house on Crestwood Hill. That's where the shopping center is now. As I remember, they were well off. Well, what can we do? We won't push a panic button. I'll see Mrs. Winters and try to convince her there's nothing to fear. I think she'll sign the release, Doctor. Let me do the talking. <laughs> I'm going to take your blood pressure, Mrs. Winters. Oh, thank you. Do you think the doctor is angry with me, dear? Well, I suppose he would like you to make a decision. A decision? Mm -hmm. Yes, a decision. I suppose you think I'm just delaying, frittering away time. That young doctor made the situation so clear. I'm sure you think I should pick up the paper and sign it. You do want to get well, don't you? It's a decision. Really quite a decision. You wouldn't understand that. I'm not used to making decisions. No. Turn this way a little. <clears throat> when have I made a decision? Not today. Yesterday? Yes, I made a decision yesterday. That lamb chop I bought from Mr. Bronson. I picked it out myself. That was a decision. Of course it was. <laughs> so you can make up your own mind if you try. But sometimes we need help, and I'm sure Dr. Burke knows that too. Mrs. Winters, I'm Dr. Cortland, hospital chief of staff. What? Oh, forgive me, I didn't hear you come in. Chief of staff, you said? Yes, I've just had a look at your chart, Mrs. Winters, oh, and I'm pleased to see your condition is good. Of course, with the exception of that minor situation Dr. Burke intends to correct. Minor? 
Dr. Cortland, could the attack have been brought on by something? I had to eat a lamb chop. <laughs> well, I, I don't think so. Oh, that's a relief. Minor. You said a minor situation. Yes. Mm. You know, Mrs. Winters, the doctor doesn't feel the pains, but he knows about them. And it's his job, his, his duty, to relieve suffering. <laughs> I believe me, nowadays it's a simple operation. Why, within a few weeks, you'll be back doing all the things you were doing before the attack. Take my word for it. All the things I was doing before. Finger painting, sewing dolls, bridge with those other women at the Golden Age Club. Yes, of course. Doctor, I don't like any of those things. Everything's planned, organized in advance, and everyone is old. Together just because they're old. Now, now, we know people are only as old as they feel. Isn't that so? I know I'm causing you a lot of bother. No, 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 I understand. Now, this business of giving the hospital your permission, you realize it's just a formality. But Dr. Burke said you that... You must undergo surgery, and soon. We could contact a relative and get his permission. I'm sure that won't be necessary. It would be impossible. I have no relatives. No one at all. Oh. Visiting hours are over. Now, uh, Mrs. Winters... Visiting hours Dr. Are Burke over. is a young man. A fine surgeon with a great deal of experience, but young. And a young doctor may not realize how easily the wrong word, maybe even the right word, spoken too quickly, can upset a patient, frighten her. I'm not afraid of the operation. I'm quite sure that Dr. Burke's a fine surgeon. You said so. And I know you were telling me the truth, except you shaded it a little when you said my condition was minor. Easily corrected. But if it isn't, I'll die. <laughs> Nothing minor about that. Maybe to other people. Not to us. Oh, I know that. And I feel I'm doing wrong by taking time to think this out, but it's a decision, an important decision. You're making it seem too important. <laughs> Life or death? Uh, be honest with yourself, Mrs. Winter. You're making the matter of complying with a formality. I've got to decide this. This is my chance to decide whether I want to join the others, my husband, my friends... All right, Mrs. Winters. Take a little longer. Think it over. But remember, there are other people in this hospital who have no choice. Women and men, many of them elderly. And if just signing a piece of paper could make the difference... Mrs. Winters, an operation is necessary to save your life. Now, I could get a court order, but I don't want to do that. A court order? You're bluffing me. There's no such thing. There can't be. Just because a woman is old, they can't make all the decisions for her. They shouldn't. They can't make this decision. Dr. Burke said it was mine to make. Well, even a court order is nothing to be frightened about. It would be in your own best interest. But no one knows what's in my own best interest. What do they know about being too old to take a job to do the kind of work I can do? Court order, indeed. Ridiculous. What would... What does that mean? No, no, you now, can't. Now, now, Mrs. Winters, I didn't mean... I'm perfectly that. sound. Oh, dear, don't let them, don't let them declare me incompetent. Please, not this last final indignity. Oh, no, no. I assure you, Doctor, I was not attempting to bully your patient into submission. I mentioned a court order to show her that her life would not be left entirely in her own hands. She leaped to the conclusion that she'd be declared 
insane. Well, it was an intelligent, logical conclusion. Now, I'll tell you one thing, Dr. Cortland. I don't think she'll ever recover from the operation if she doesn't undergo it voluntarily. All right. If that's your opinion, I won't overrule it. But what's the solution? Will you wait until she has another attack? Are you going to depend on pain to make her aware of the danger? By that time, it may be too late. Mrs. Winters, you haven't touched your food. No, I was thinking. Those doctors, those poor doctors trying so hard to cure everybody. You like Dr. Burke, don't you? Oh, yes, of course I do. And you trust him, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. He doesn't know it, but he can't cure my illness, my real illness. I'm afraid he's going to be unhappy with my decision. You've made a decision? He can't stand having the thought of not saving my life. He's probably angry with me. I'll be angry, too, unless you try to eat. Oh, I wouldn't blame him for being angry. I just hope he doesn't think he's responsible. After all, it is my death. Maybe I'll be able to explain that to him, make him really understand. Please, Mrs. Winters, you shouldn't be sitting up in bed. Since I can, why shouldn't I? It doesn't make any difference now. In fact, I walked over to the window a little while ago. I felt a little weak, the sedation, I imagine, but I enjoyed those few steps. Dr. Burke, how many trees are there on the hospital lawn? Trees? Well, I... You never counted them. No. There are six. While I was looking down at the lawn, I counted 14 people on the walk. Five coming from one direction and nine from the other. I do a great deal of counting. Dr. Farnham... I count all the trees along the way and sometimes the parked automobiles and try to guess how many will still be parked when I return. Outside the shop where I go, I look at the display in the window, lovely displays. Change quite often, too, Then I go inside to look for that scarf. Oh, I can never find just the scarf I need, but I go back every day. Every day? Oh, they don't mind. They keep up the pretense, too. Last Christmas, I... Well, they were terribly rushed and understaffed, and I thought, well, I did know the stock, and I asked for a job. Too old. Too old. Why should they hire me? There are laws. It's a shame to let the elderly work. No. Give them comfort. Provide for them. They've earned their rest. Make them useless. Completely useless. Uh, what, uh, what did you do when you were younger? I... I had a grand house. Oh, not that large, but grand. We didn't have children, Michael and I. But there were always children there and friends. Of course, I had help. Oh, it was a different world then, with the hours filled with purpose. I never stopped to ask myself what purpose, but you don't have to when you're living it every day. But it isn't purpose when it's reduced to memories. Live it over in my mind. <laughs> not much different from counting. Do you understand, Doctor? He's an old woman, Dr. Burke. What would you have her do? Make 30 beds a day, mop floors, scrub bedpans? Well, there must be some sort of job she can do. Well, there are agencies she can well, go she to. she tried them. She can be of some use. That's all she wants, a job to justify her existence. All right. I agree that she should be given the opportunity to be useful. But my agreement can't alter the rules. You mean because she's over 65? She's at least 70. No, not according to the hospital record. 
Now, all she says is she's over 21. Oh, come on, And that's doctor. all a lady has to admit to in this state, Doctor. You know that. It's a chivalrous old custom. The hospital kitchen? A job in the kitchen? That's right, Mrs. Winters. All you have to do is get well after surgery. The kitchen? But you have a dietitian, and I'm sure lots of help. There's a job waiting for you. I know you wouldn't be making this up just to get me to give my permission. Well, the job is yours now. I promise you. I thank you. But I can't accept it. It's just not proper. What good is a job if it's just created to get an old woman to agree to surgery? No, no, I can't. I won't accept any more charity. Charity? You know, Mrs. Winters... You don't really want a job. You don't want to be needed, not if the job is in the kitchen. Oh, it's beneath you. Oh, it was all right to prepare gracious dinners in that grand house, but with help, of course. You, Mrs. Winters, you've been stringing me along. You made your decision because you know what you really want can't be had. Now, I can save your life, but I can't give you back your youth. <laughs> Dr. Burke, call station four. Dr. Burke, call station four. Dr. Burke here. What? That's impossible. She couldn't have disappeared. She must have wandered into another room. Didn't anyone see her? Look, get on the phone and check every floor, every ward. Now, she's got to be somewhere in the hospital or on the grounds. And thanks. I'll call Dr. Cortland. Hello, Dr. Cortland. I want to tell you that... What? Yeah. Yes, I see. Yes, thank you. I'll go right there now. And this machine is a potato peeler. You know, it does about 50 pounds in 20 minutes. <laughs> Everything is so... Mechanical. Oh, the machines haven't replaced us completely yet. Still plenty to do. For instance, the special diet patients all require individual attention. <laughs> oh, Dr. Burke, I was explaining to Mrs. Winters about... Mrs. Winters. Now, now, please don't be angry with me. I, uh, doctor, I had to see for myself. I had to see if... if I was really needed. And, doctor... I explained that the pay is small and the hours are long. Isn't that marvelous, Dr. Burke? She needs me. I wonder if while I'm recuperating from the operation, well, instead of just sitting around, may I come down here? There's so much I have to learn, and I could help while I was learning. The hospital wouldn't have now, to pay Now, that's absolutely out of the... Well, we'll see. But don't you dare leave your room again without my permission. Now, now, Dr. Burke, you know I never noticed how thin you are. But don't you worry. After you start eating my cooking, it'll be just a matter of time.
Theater 5 has presented It's My Funeral, written by Leonard Stabbed, directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, Abby Lewis, Stan Watt, George Petrie, and Bryna Rayburn. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastatsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.